At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond is brought to you by Spaces Philly. Check out the Spaces family of podcasts, including Both Sides, Lulu and Pop Date Night, Nerdgasm Talk, and No Gimmicks Needed on your preferred podcast platform, Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your host, your resident female hip hop hit, Nina. And to my left, I have my co-host, Joe Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. Hey, people. How you was in here all amped and hyped and then I introduced you to hey, people? And listen, I'm just going to let you take this one all the way over. I was doing some reflecting, right? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should let Nina talk more and dominate this oh on her podcast. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have made you a co-host. I would have just been like, here's some dude that sit here with me. Hey, listen, I'm, hey, I'm going to get these bars in. There's a lot that's been going on in hip-hop, so I'm definitely going to get these bars in. True. And to my right, I have my lovely husband, Mr. A&E of the Nerd Coalition. The hip-hop novice. Correct. He is proud of this. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. I'd rather mm-hmm. he be he say up front, I'm a hip hop novice. I don't know. I'm not as well versed. I get it. Then being here, <laughs> this was proud. Like, it's just bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like he worked well, toward I mean, no, being a hip hop novice. I'm, I'm, after that Biggie episode last, I want the records quickly. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest here, uh, the co-host of my husband's wrestling podcast, No Gimmicks Needed, and a rapper himself. Q Flow Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? It's Q Flow Flow the Rookie. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. We Ca- here. Call and collect. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so today. Well, so What's today, going on? We're going to be discussing one Nipsey Hustle. And uh, I'm I'm going to go with Nipsey. Usually when we do a tribute show, I try and. Like. Give you some real facts. I don't want to mess this man's name up. I know his first name was Hermes, I believe. Can't say his last name. He just gonna be Nipsey Hussle today. So yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm just I mean, saying. I don't. I don't. You know. I hate butchering people's <coughs> names. No, I'm just. I just don't want nobody naming their kid Hermes now. Because you know it's coming. Name. Hmm? So that's an actual name. I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. I'm I mean, talking I'm not... about her rest gonna be right on the john. Talking about I'm having a baby next month. His name gonna be Hermes. That's fine. I mean, I rather that than T'Challa. Listen, we still, don't know what it means. Still T'Challa? I'm just saying. <laughs> first of know, all, they're going spe- Wakanda. Listen, first of all, they're gonna spell a name wrong. They probably will. And they probably spell it wrong, or they're gonna pronounce it wrong. Right, and they're not gonna know what it means either. They know they're not gonna look it up. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or they're probably just going to nickname their kids Nipsey. I don't know. I mean, I can see that. Or name their babies Nipsey. I can completely see that. So, now. Go get little Nipsey from the. Go get little Nipsey from the day, kid. But last week or so, we've been like inundated with things about him. So I said, I'm not going to do a a hip hop fact because I feel like we, we. 
saying the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep it West Coast theme today mm-hmm. with my hip hop fact and push the fader. So hip hop fact for today, because I know I have it here. The hook for Gin and Juice was written and sang by David Ruffin Jr., also known as the son of the Temptations lead singer David Ruffin. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Obviously, I didn't. Know no, I, I didn't know that either. I, I thought, didn't know that neither. Wow. I thought it was just random dude that was chilling in the studio one day with with Snoop, and it was like, "Hey, yo, can you sing?" All right, because <laughs> yeah. like you never heard nothing from him again. Mm. So that leads into today's push the fader, which is gin and juice. I'm gonna play that for y'all. We all know what gin and juice sounds like, but I'm gonna play it for you, let you get a moment. And see if y'all can guess what the sample is. All right, Brian, you should notice me. I'm hoping. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I hope so because I didn't even know gin and juice was a sample. I'm not even gonna lie. All right, so yeah. you wanna? Y'all remember when I used to cheat? Just, on push push and put it. It's for, for yes, we remember. That. You better not again because I can actually see your phone now. I know. Success. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna play the the uh the pissing part in the in the microphone. I swear he recorded people on the block talking shit on that. Probably. It's like, a, it's like a new school Marvin Gaye record. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Colt 45s and Hurricane. With so much drama in the LBC. It's in the uh, like it's more so in the the melody. Hold on. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't think while the song is still playing. Well, that's that, that's the point of push the fader, sir. I was, but the, <laughs> the point was to give it a set. You got to hear the whole song if I didn't stop you. I Listen, wasn't. The song is a great record. Sir, it's, I, it's, it's, I, I think we should cut it back on after he gets it. He's been petitioning for full songs, and I'm like, we can't really do that. I know, but, but I, I <laughs> love the record. It was great. I like the whole album. Actually, I ain't gonna lie. Don't All right. Stop. Anybody have any ideas? It's the best position. Oh I've my ever. god! I think I just lost it. God damn it, Brian! I thought I, I thought I had it. I, I had it. The, the, you know, the debate threw me off a little bit. Anybody else got any ideas? <laughs> I have no idea. None at all. No. No. I'm is, it a, is it is it is it is it a funk group? No, it's just okay. It was remade by a group, but it was made by one person first. Oh, Clarence Carter. No, <laughs> Clarence Carter, the dude who made I Be Stroking? No. <laughs> it's a song called I Be Stroking? You never yes. heard I Be Stroking by Clarence? We'll discuss this after the show. Uh, <laughs> Y'all know I'm on it. I Be Stroking, uh, Jesus Christ. That's my dad's anthem right there. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yes. Do you, do you give up? <laughs> no poor play or nothing. I give up. I Be Stroking. <laughs> No, that's just it. He was like, look, oh I be stroking, God. that's it. You won't get this. All right. <laughs> I'm going to play the original for y'all. I'll be mad when I figure out right, here. KC the Sunshine Band. It's look. not KC and the Sunshine Band. Okay, is- I know what you're going to say about the, the, the original black guy that did it. But, everybody and that remembers- is, but that's the one that was simple. It wasn't the KC and the Sunshine Band version. Listen to the, the melody of this. <coughs> was that I'll get lifted? Yes. Yeah. 
What's the guy's name? George McCray. Okay. Because Casey and Sunshine's band was a little more, uh, it wasn't as low. Like, I, this is weird. I don't even, I don't even hear it. No, I, it's, you gotta, it's you gotta hit, you gotta wait for it to come in and be like. Okay. With so much drama in the LBC, yeah, you, you gotta. It was in the back. It was in the background, but I thought y'all might get it because y'all would hear the oh. melody of the song. Nah. I can see the thought in unison because they both were definitely smoking in the studio. Shit. I like the song, so nah, I, I, do too. I had to cut this off because I sit here and play it. I'm ready to roll up. Ah. I'm just saying. That's real. So yeah, I didn't say because um, if you had said Casey and the Sunshine Band, I would have said yeah anyway. But. Uh-huh. It was a re- the song was originally done by George McCray. Casey and the Sunshine Band brought him back in to sing on this their remake. Mm-hmm. So it's not as a uh, it's it's the same uh, idea, but the song was actually the song that was sampled was actually his version. And there is a bit of "Watching You" by Slave in there as well. Okay, I didn't hear the slave part though, but I got you. All right. So yeah. There is our hip hop fact and push the fader for the day. So we're gonna jump right into it and we're gonna drop the needle and start the cipher. Alright, so as I said at the top of the episode, it breaks my heart because our last episode was also a tribute episode. And it's just like uh, I'm not another one. I'm 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 tired of doing uh, tribute shows in hip hop, y'all. I really am. But we are going to do this show with Nipsey in mind. So on that fact, it's gonna be the pace of the show is gonna be a little different today. We may not have a B side because a lot of the stories that would be in the B side are intertwined within um, this whole case. So, we're going to run down everything that's happened. So, Nipsey was shot and killed March 31st. We all know that. And then everything kind of spiraled out of control from there. Um, It was a lot of speculation on who would do it and why and where were they. And people was like, y'all better find them before the streets do. And so, a I want to say, was it two or three days afterwards? The person was captured because somebody recognized him and he was captured outside of, um, I think, a mental hospital. And he was trying to check himself in. And the girl who was the getaway driver turned herself into the cops um, and said that she had no <coughs> idea what he was doing. He just called her and asked her for a ride. And he got back in the car like nothing happened after all was said and done because... What I had, what I didn't understand when I first heard it was that dude straight up walked up on him and shot him. I thought like it was like we was somebody was riding by and shot him and everybody, you know, he got hit. No, and then when I saw like he got hit six times and dude apparently shot him and then he got up and he or he tried to get up and uh the guy shot him again. I was just like, okay, so. My man walked straight up to, like, this has to be somebody you know. You're not finna let somebody you know that close and you don't know that close into your, uncomfortable in your space around you and a bunch of other people. 
and I, so I was like something is weird with this so then they find out who he is then we find out that Chris Darden fame OJ case uh, misstep <laughs> is his lawyer and I'm just like houseway I'm still trying to figure out how he's his lawyer like we haven't I haven't heard oh he's doing this pro bono or he got somebody paying for this for him how in the world is this man how did he secure Chris Darden uh, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know, but if I had to guess, I I would think because this would be a high-profile case and a perfect time for Chris Darden to make his appearance again and take another L. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like you, you don't have the best track record. You don't. But and then the wrong the thing I did see that was not right about this was they were attacking his daughter. Like his daughter caught told him to uh to take the case, and she was like, "Look, I found out just like y'all. He took the case on the internet." I don't talk to him every day and make and help him decide what cases to take and not to take. I'm a fan of Nipsey myself. I don't understand why he did this. People was really coming at her head. I was just like, what is the what? The internet is a disgusting place. I would have changed my name when I seen that he did it real fast. Bruh, there is no way she can outrun this. She is literally Chris Darden with lipstick and a head wrap. Oh, yes. damn. She, at that point, you probably should have just deleted your social media. That's why I was like, you should have made your stuff private. And I'm like, that's or messed go up. private, yeah. That's messed up because she don't have nothing, no control over what her crazy ass daddy do. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was about to look her up as soon as you said that. I wasn't gonna say that, but I was gonna look her up. Like, hey, Girl, it's Chris Darton with lipstick and a hair wrap. Just typing Darton on uh, Instagram. It's like, it's so, like, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I was actually, you know how you see something be like, I'm jarred by yeah. this. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. So, after that, we, we, like, more and more pieces start coming together. Now, I just saw a story most recently, like, right before we started this, the other guy who got shot, because, you know, two other people got shot and survived. Yeah. Yeah. And is now paralyzed has been arrested for parole violation because they say he should not have been associating himself with Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle because he is a known gang affiliate and that is a that is a condition of your parole. You're not supposed to fraternize with criminals <coughs> or people who are affiliated with uh, criminal activity and gangs. This is the same LAPD who was just crying with us. Like, okay. Oh, I don't listen. They said it was crying with us, but did you see the other report that said uh, LAP that was disrespectful? One of the cops said they need to hurry up and put him in the ground before he starts stinking up the place? I don't, I don't know, bro. It was crazy. I didn't hear that. See, and that's why I'm just like, I don't have time for the shenanigans. So then there was a whole bunch of other side stories that I was like, I feel like this is taken away from from everything, all the positive shit we've been hearing about. Mm -hmm. What's been happening after the fact? You know, we heard there was a, a gang unity uh meetup. <coughs> unity there, day. There yeah. was apparently um a meetup with the police that Nipsey was supposed to be a part of the day after he was killed. Um, that still apparently happened. Mm -hmm. Um, they're now now they're um renaming the corner where the. Crenshaw, yeah. Crenshaw uh, and Crenshaw Slauson yeah. is going to have you know one you know if you from Philly. You know, under the street signs, they usually have like a little red thing and it says such and such way or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're going to rename yeah. it Nipsey Hustle Square, I think it is. Dope. So yeah. I'm like, so it's like there's been positive things. And then there's been random ass shit that's been happening on the side. Mm -hmm. I.e. Dumbass Kodak Black 
who we should have thrown in the trash twice mm-hmm. a long time ago uh out here talking about he going to give Lauren London a year to cry and be sad and then he uh he what do he call dibs or say yeah. he said some he wild dibs or some bullshit shit. like that Something yeah dumb. and i was like little boy hush your mouth first of all you're a child a literal child please i i'm just like so you know, there's people out there defending him, though, right? I'm sure. That's what's, that's what's getting on my nerves. But this is the thing. If you ha- you he has a mindset like that, you know he's not the only one. That's what I'm saying. There's no Bro. one person on this earth who has their own single track mindset that only they believe. Yeah. Just like there's people who defend all the crazy ass shit that comes out about other artists. No matter how wild it is, they'll be like, well, such and such did. No, I didn't ask you for what about is yeah, I asked you what what this this person that we're talking about right now did and how in your right mind you can defend it because they believe the same thing. I've seen personally do say and uh say and do wild dumb <coughs> shit. Oh well, you know she ain't she up for grabs now. He said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like you're trash. Like we didn't even put this man in the ground yet. Mind you, all this happened he didn't even get buried yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there was a whole thing online where all the um, or other rappers and especially older rappers were coming were coming at him like, "Bro, this is not the time nor place. I don't know who you think you are, but you need to chill the fuck out." Then he gave a half. Game game was ready to go upside his head. I mean, he should. Somebody, still might. somebody should still no, just do it. He still might. He yeah. still might. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to advocate for violence, especially in a yeah, time yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, and that's because, and that's that's the other thing. I'm like, y'all do realize it's counterproductive to be like, well, y'all should have just he should have took uh, Kodak Black instead. I'm like, it's not. It's counterproductive to advocate or wish violence upon somebody who has done something dumb in a time like this where the whole problem is violence. No, listen, I'm not advocating. I'm just saying the fact. Oh, I'm talking might. about you. Yeah. I, I'm saying in general because you know the internet is a wild place. Yeah, oh yeah, they say yeah, the internet, internet. Yeah. they say anything on the internet. Literally, everything's a joke, and you know that's another story for another topic for another day. But then apparently Ti was going at his head and took his stuff out the trap museum. I thought that was funny. The LA radio station stopped playing his music, and it was just, another another radio station just stopped playing his stuff too. He only got like one or two songs, so I'm like, it don't make a difference anyway, for real, for real. It's not like these 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 spins are really hurting him, like, bruh, please. And it's just like it's the same thing that happens with everybody else. Like, uh, when Nipsey got killed, his music streams went up crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blacks will go up because people want to hear what they missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, streams get you maybe I mean, like yeah. a, a yeah. tenth of a penny, but whatever. First of all, what I don't like about I know them streams add up though. I'm not. No, they do. They do, but what I don't like is just the simple fact that now it's a big uproar about Kodak Black. Don't get me wrong. I feel like people spoke out about him before. Oh, they did. But now no, but it's bigger now. And I'm not understanding why mm-hmm. like because it's attached more so to a. It's it's because it's it's Nipsey. Yeah, like, it's attached to Nipsey. Before it was yeah. like it's a it, it was a, some chick because this is. It, this, mean, yeah, at first it was like yeah, black one. You know. Yeah. Most black men don't don't respect black black women anyway, which but is that's the retarded. But, that's my whole. Then, that's my whole yeah. issue. Though. You and then the young and may think, you know, men exactly. been saying that for years. Like, like no, I'm, yeah, I'm men, men were saying that. Yeah, they've been saying that for years. How oh, you gay? 
how come you, you know, you why y'all being gay just to have faith when you can get the real? Um, I mean, so they've been saying that for a while. So I'm with y'all. But when it hits home, when it hits home with Nipsey, you know, I mean, that's that's when the energy changed. Personally, I kept the same energy since he was coming at our sisters. So I'm with you. I never, I never like dude. No, I got a few points here. I'm with y'all 100. I agree with y'all on this. But my thing is about this. First of all. Nobody was really not saying nobody, but a lot of people wasn't really rocking with. First of all, Nipsey wasn't even get a lot of radio play in L.A. He never had a top ten record until he died, so it wasn't like so. Now when we say it hit, it hit home because it's Nipsey, and it's like I don't want to say where all this love come from, but let's be real. I just got on the Nipsey in what 2013. He been rocking for what 20, ten years now. I he's just got on to him. He's been he on for was, a while. Yeah. And the wild part was he what he had a connection to Philly because he was in a um one of them little low budget movies with Gilly, Gilly the Kid. Gilly the Kid, yeah. Uh, I seen that. Yeah. I seen that. And I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was uh what was it? Because it was Ving Rames in it too. Ving Rames is they dad. And Ooh, they supposedly They were supposedly uh long lost brothers of some sort. Y'all want some breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was hilarious. That, that's forever what he'll be known by. That was hilarious. But my point is like it's this outrage about a guy that nobody was really, really rocking with. If you didn't if you wasn't really on a rap circuit like that, if you really didn't know rap like that. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of times because I heard some people You right over there? Oh, yes. Motorcycle. Oh. My, my fault. Oh. <laughs> we was like, what the fuck is that? But see, here's the thing. What I hear a lot of folks saying is they didn't really listen to his music because, especially West Coast and East Coast, mm-hmm. it's a different vibe, different mm-hmm. feel. Um, So if you're not really a hip-hop head and you from over here, you may not enjoy. Just like from over there, you may not enjoy all the gr- aggressive rah-rah shit that be coming out of the East Coast if you're from the West Coast, if that's uh-huh. not what you grew up with. But a lot of people did say they had heard things about him doing positive uh, in the community. So that's what you rock with. So it wasn't necessarily just the music. Mm-hmm. It was just like, somebody had said that uh, it was like a story going around that not a one single celebrity hasn't done so much for the LA area. That's true. Until I mean, since Magic, yeah, like it's Magic. Just, magic. magic. Yeah. No, that's facts. That's facts. And I'm like, can you imagine that Magic retired and was built Magic theaters back in the '90s and early 2000s and shit when we were preteens and teenagers? So you mean to tell me nobody else? <coughs> Was coming back into the hood and, and giving or pouring into the hood or into predominantly black areas since Magic and between Magic and Nipsey. Yeah. So I could see why people were, especially people from that area, were upset. But people who weren't as familiar with his music, it seems, because I'm not gonna lie, act like I was a super huge Nipsey fan. I just heard of him. Bef- uh, with Victory Lap Like I had heard of The hundred dollar mixtape And yeah, the What was it The thousand dollar mixtape Thousand dollar mixtape I had heard of them But I had never listened to them He sold a thousand copies At a hundred dollars a piece And Jay-Z actually Didn't Jay-Z bought, I was about to say Didn't Jay-Z He bought like uh, Purchased a bunch of them With yeah. a hundred of them Yeah So He got the idea From the cheesesteak in Philly That cost a hundred dollars Oh excuse me I'm not mad at it yeah. But so I hadn't, but I had never heard that um, his music. Like I had never heard that. I decided because somebody I can't remember who it was before Q, because Q has been a Nipsey fan mm-hmm. that said you should check out Nipsey Hustle. 
And I was like, oh, all right. Huh? Might have been me. It might have been. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can't remember because it was like somebody told me and I was like, all right, I'll tell you. Because I, I wasn't really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then one day the album came out and it popped up on my Spotify. And I was like, I'm going to give it a listen. I was like, oh, all right, Bulls. Yeah. Bulls nice. And then it kind of like. And then I, the I greatest felt, album of 2018. Man. I mm-hmm. felt a little bad because then I play, I was playing it in a car and my homies was like, bro, you want to hear about all that homophobic shit he was saying? I was like, oh. Don't do this. <laughs> Hip hop is so hard to come by. Yeah, right, right. No, <laughs> I was but just my- like, why does everybody have a problem? And then I was like, I, fi- I finally found out, found what he said. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> while I didn't, I, I don't agree with a lot of the, the sentiments and how um, the thoughts towards the LGBT community and hip hop in general are. I would at least say I respected how he approached it when. Ray McKesson, who is an activist, um, like jumped in his mentions and was talking to him, and it wasn't no like lit back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's just like, cause even when I was listening to the read, even Kifuri was like, I feel like he was he was like I was kind of confused because listening to his other interviews, it didn't seem to line up and jive with other things he had said. He was like, I really feel like if he had sat down with somebody, somebody like maybe a Ray McKesson, mm-hmm. they could have had a a logical, intelligent conversation. Yeah. Where he could have been like, look, bro, you gonna feel how you wanna feel. But this is why people are upset and why people would take offense to that. And he probably would be like, you're right. Yeah. Because I never heard nothing from him because that was one of the reasons, another reason why I listened to his album. Because somebody had said you should check out his album and then I saw his interview in The Breakfast Club and I was just like, I appreciated that interview yeah. because I get so tired of people doing interviews or coming out on the internet talking all that rah-rah bullshit, just, just bullshit yeah. for no reason. And I'm like, you're not putting nothing out into the universe I, ca- I, I, I care, care about. about. Yeah, I can use. Right. It's useful. So I was just like, I could I could understand. I could get with it. Like, it's, I don't feel like he would have been like, oh, whatever, fuck y'all, you know. So I was like, all right, you know. And I appreciated hearing all the stuff that he did for the community. So I fucked with dude. I I thought he was a nice dude, and it was cute. It was you know him and Lauren London <laughs> having is- a little couple thing. It was cute. So I was like, all right, I I can buy into this. From my point, <coughs> I get what you're saying. But it's my like, only point why? Is, my only point is Kodak should have been canceled. It shouldn't have took for him to disrespect me because that's really what this is all about. Disrespect yeah, yeah, yeah. Nipsey Hussle. And nothing to do with Lauren it's London. It's really not about Lauren London. It was not it's about, about Lauren Law. It's about Nipsey Hussle. It shouldn't have took yeah. It was shouldn't have took from the disrespect Nipsey Hussle for us to have been canceled him for Ti to have been taking him out the museum and all of that. But sure. I guess if you cancel him at that point, then you'd be canceling ninety percent of hip hop, really, because everybody disrespect women. So I guess it's the thing, and I'm like, I feel like now it's built into your subconscious. Y'all don't even see people don't even see nothing wrong with it at this point. But it's just like he said and done so many ridiculous things up to this mm-hmm. point. I'm just like, y'all can go ahead and quote unquote cancel him if you want to, because a lot of people at this point are tired of cult, uh, cancel culture. But I'm like, I don't you really can't cancel nobody if you ain't got no money. I don't care. I just, oh. I mean. I didn't care about him when he came out. I didn't care about him when he put out music. Mm-hmm. And I especially really stopped caring about him after the whole accusations of the rape accusations and the thing with Young and May. And I was just like... That. He's still fighting those rape charges. No, no, no. He beat one and there's another one. Huh. Two separate. He beat both of them. He's no, done. no, no. He beat one of them. That's what I'm saying. He's still fighting. He's still fighting charge. 
So it's just like you beat one of them, and then something something else happens. Mm-hmm. I think one they said was like a high school girl. Now, given he's twenty one, but you like why are you saying and doing all these things, and you know people are watching you? Like I just I don't get it. So it's it's a bun- it, it's it's been a bunch of nonsense surrounding all of this like a lot of things people coming out talking about the, the conspiracy things i was just like y'all bruh oh my god the just, conspiracy things get on my nerves okay after uh, we found out <laughs> i kind of i kind of i kind of bought into it i'm not gonna lie after especially after we found out i was like i'm glad y'all quieted that shit down now mm-hmm. i will say i've had i have an advantage i haven't been on social media in a month mm-hmm. so i Thank God, haven't had to see all a lot of the shit that's been unfolding um, in the last like month or so on social media. So I didn't see it initially when it happened, but people was like, "Bro, you gotta see," because people people who who know me know I haven't been on Facebook, and then like, "Yo, you missed all the Nipsey conspiracies." It's like, well, thank God because I don't have time for y'all shenanigans right mm-hmm. now. I, like there, it, there's no conspiracies in this at this point. It, it, it was a very cut and dry thing. I don't. Can I, if you don't mind, can I hear at least one of them? So one of the conspiracies was that he was killed by the government because he was making a Dr. Sebi documentary. And if you really wanted to lay out all the facts, like without it being all <coughs> weird, it it's not like it's unbelievable that somebody making a documentary about a Dr. Sebi would be. Um, kill. However, yeah. it, it was just like, bro. No, it kind of is. Because my about thing it, is, we knew, we've known about Doctor Sebi for years. But but the, David just dead. What, what else? What is he going to tell? Like, what, what? What was the documentary going to tell us that we didn't know? It was supposed to be like a, a in depth look at what happened with the trial he had against the United States. Uh, that uh, was the whole point, and that's even, where people I think pulled the conspiracy from. I'll take it deeper than that. It's the, everything that Dr. Sebi ever put out, anything that's ever been, that he's ever said, is still up. You, it's still accessible. Oh, no, no, it's still there. That's not the issue. I'm talking about thing, everything surrounding the way he he did his quote-unquote medicine. Mm. I'm, I mean the fact that there have been several holistic doctors who have mysteriously turned up dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. People who have supposedly tackled the subject before have turned... I'm like, but it, honestly, all you that's what a conspiracy theory is. Taking loose ends and trying to tie them all together. Yeah. So I'm just like, y'all, I, I, if you wanted to go that route, if that's what you were using to explain this, okay, fine. But we're not going it. We, when I heard this, I immediately was just like, niggas is out here nigging. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> and I was just like... Mm. I mean, honestly, as soon as you said that, I was saying, well, that looks like that's dead nail and void. Duh. And that's why I'm like, this is a mess. Because it's, it's tough, though. I'm going to tell you why I didn't I didn't rule out gang violence, but to me, it's strange how you can be crippled for 20 years and all of a sudden somebody feel the need to kill you. Like, because he, mind you, he had that store up for 10 years. It wasn't the, but it wasn't the gang activity they said. He apparently, dude had come into his store <coughs> at who, some point. Who was a rolling 60 and a snitch. And uh, he was, he had said something disrespectful. And he was like, we don't do that shit around here. He was, it's whatever. He said, he was trying to talk to Nipsey. Nipsey said, you ain't welcome around here because apparently he was a snitch. Uh, And Nipsey told him, if you got paperwork, if you got anything stating that you're not a snitch, we cool. But if not, you can't come around here. 
You know, men can't take reje- rejection, especially no, especially black men. The male ego is so fragile. Let's be I honest know. here. We can't take rejection. We can't take somebody feeling like somebody punked us or whatever. So, there you so, have it. and it's just like, all right, bro. Now, y'all, y'all gotta chill the fuck out because it, it really, to me, I was like, for somebody to come up and come up directly and kill you like that, that was deeply personal. It's kind of like when somebody gets stabbed and shit. You don't stab or strangle somebody and kill them like with hand to hand combat, and it don't be something personal. Which, which also brought me to this point. The way he did it, and I didn't even want to watch the video. I did not watch the, the video. I refuse. I, I did. I did, and I'm not going to get graphic because obviously y'all didn't watch it, so I don't want to get so too I, much. I, I, I but the it. way he did it, that mean like it looked like a, it looked like somebody instructed him. That's another reason why I bought into the conspiracy theory. Mm. It looked like somebody instructed him, like yo, he has to be dead. Because the way he did it wasn't just no typical shooting and running away. The way he did it was like, no, I'm going to make sure this motherfucker's dead. That was but, crazy. I was like, what yeah. the, What kind of demonic shit is this? Given that if this was not a ploy by his lawyer, he was arrested trying to check himself into a mental health hospital. Mm-hmm. He might really be fucked up. Like might he, might, he might really... Uh, like have a mental some kind of mental illness who knows it is going to come out at the trial trust me oh yeah of course gonna because that they feel like they can have any kind of rope to to give, to give with them, a yeah. mental illness uh, they're gonna defect give it. they're mm-hmm. going to do that of course however I just it's much more believable to me especially in a community um where things like mental health are not explored and pride is real big is a real big factor in people doing and saying ridiculous things that it was it was just that that he was he his feelings was hurt right and he was like i'm gonna go teach you a lesson blah 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 i i believe that much more than i believe a conspiracy because that wasn't the only conspiracy no i'm with you I it was a now. conspiracy that it was a hit from the crips it was a, it was i was just like it was just a lot no, I didn't believe that. I th- I thought it was more of a government thing, and then also like, but again, like I said, now I believe one hundred percent it was just a jealous dude who mm-hmm. feelings was hurt. But the way he did that was just like, like it was heartless. Like like beyond like it I was, was like, Are you serious? It was very, it was very hard. I, I, I watched it. It was like yo, he really he really cleaned up and he really bought and cleaned up that whole strip for y'all. Mm-hmm. And. and <sighs> I mean, he tried to do well for his community. He didn't have to do it. He could have moved the fuck out. And and that's that's out. what we're going to get into in just a minute. Because yeah, I, yeah. I just don't... <coughs> I, tr- I have chosen not to watch videos of, like, Death. like the, the, of, of black yeah. men being murdered. It's like trauma porn for people at this point. Like, people really watch this shit like it, it have become desensitized i can't do it anymore i made it i made a note to myself from for my mental health state i just can't do it again because i was super paranoid after all those when in that stretch we had a few years back where it was just that 2016 stretch yeah so many and i was just like i can't watch this anymore i was super annoyed every time y'all walked out the house and i was just like i can't do this to myself and i can't do this i feel like it's disrespectful to the families because y'all had this shit circulating like it's not a video of somebody's murder out here Mm. so i was like i refuse but 
the one of the last things I wanted to talk about that was attached to this that was ridiculous. In another edition of Niggas Be Niggas, mm-hmm. these fools went and got the free passes to his memorial service and were selling them for hundreds of dollars. Oh my god, yeah. What is the matter with y'all? I'm like, everything is not a come up. I want y'all to understand the whole point of this man's legacy that he was trying to leave is that you can be in whatever you in and you can turn yourself around and become a legitimate business person and make money, give back to your community, all kinds of things like that without it having to be some some shady shit. Who the fuck sells tickets to a funeral service? I don't care if it's free a, tickets. I don't care free. if it's a regular person or famous person. If for whatever reason this person was a high pro- profile individual who wasn't like necessarily as famous whatever and you had to have a ticket to get in and you wanted who would do that? Why would you do that? I just it, it just niggas I, do that. I just said niggas be niggin. I'm aware. I like this segment by the way, but keep going. <laughs> um, niggas be niggin. That is a <laughs> great title. And it's like you know, I'm aware things like saying nigga and being okay. Well no, I understand it's a deeper part of no, the problem and all that. I get it. No. I'm just saying for in general, not for this topic, just in general, I understand. But I I just was like, when I heard that, I was just like, I'm done. <coughs> I'm fucking done. I was just like, I can't, I can't deal. People, a lot of, lots of people try to pretend and act like this crabs in, in a barrel mentality don't exist. I think they, I think they do know it exists. It's, but we choose it to does. look at, no, we choose to look at the brighter side of things. So we can push forward. And a lot of people are just like, well, you got to do what you got to do. No, you don't have to do what you got to do when it comes to selling passes, free passes to somebody's fucking funeral. I think. That well, that to me was wild. It was. But I think, because it, it's, a, it's a lot of things that went wrong at that service. But I think to look at the positive mm. and to celebrate his life, despite is the focus there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think even with that, the fact that Nipsey Hussle's son, that little speech he gave, the dream he had. That was, that was great. That, to me, that, that over, yeah. that over that was, everything. Now, somebody cleared this up for me. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the funeral because I was at work at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's our busiest week of the year. Mm-hmm. Just coincidentally. Because <laughs> normally I'd be like, I'm going to just have it on my desk and do my work. Right. But, um, I was stuck doing other people's jobs so i was like i can't i can't do it i can't watch it today hmm. but somebody cleared up for me that was lauren london's son with lil wayne right oh uh, yeah lauren. what the boy the little yeah. boy yeah the smallest Those boy is their son right he has a daughter. The older one is yeah he has a daughter and a son but the other son is wayne's mm-hmm. okay that's what I thought. I just want to make sure because oh, I, I was just like, I'm confused. I didn't know because I was look because when I was looking up stuff about him, I was like, I don't see nothing about him being an older like he was like kid. Four. No, um, there, there's a little one. Him and the one London's spoke, son is two. The, the, the one that's right in his waist, the one that was in her arms. No, no, that's his. I knew that one. I thought yeah. two of. I, honestly, I thought two of them. Since I thought <laughs> the one that spoke was his son. 
I didn't know. No, I didn't know. Who he has one son. He has a son. Yeah. He has one son. He only has one son, and that's with Lauren London. Damn, Lauren London ain't that way not too long ago. Wow. That, no, 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 no. Her son is nine. Oh, the little boy that spoke was nine. I guess so. That's crazy. I thought he was like a five or six. And then I'm sure he has like nieces and nephews and things. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a nephew. I don't know. But yeah. it was, he only has, he has a daughter and he has a son. I've seen a daughter. And she has a son. Mm-hmm. So anybody else, any other kids that were on stage, I don't think were the, okay. his. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Imani. Bumping his music in a Rolls Royce when she was oh. going through at the service. No, look, oh, I appreciate baby. it. You know why I appreciate oh, it? Because horrible. she was knocking the music and having a good time instead of crying. So I, I appreciate feel like, that. I'd rather see that than Booty and exactly. his ghetto-ass children. I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm sorry. No, I That's get not, it. It's not right to talk about people and their children. No, but it is but what it is. that was a mess, okay? It, it, it is what it is. And listen, but... but I chose not to talk about him this week either because he been in the news acting a damn fool as well. Yeah, no, he deserved it. But he was upset because he only th- sold 300 copies of a CD. Whose fault is that? I get it, Nina. I'm with you 100%. Just, let me take a pause just a moment. Okay, just we're going, one, we're going for a second. Just we're one second. We're going to get off on the exit here. We're to get that man, you know, notoriety that you don't want to give him. No, 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 no. I just want to flame him for just a, just a quick second. That's going to turn into a minute. No, no, no. I'm going to just say one thing. How long do you really think that you can sustain a rap career rapping about trapping and drugs and and slapping bitches and everything else that you've been rapping about for your entire career and you are smooth 40 plus? Let that shit go, bruh. Let it go. Hold up. Wait. Hold up. Because if he really, if he really, my thing is, I hope he is 40. Because if he not 40, oh my God. Life has wait, kicked wait, wait, him wait, behind. Wait. I'm looking it up. I want to know if he really 40. Because if he really not 40, life has kicked him. Yo, he not 40. He born in 82. No, he wait, not. Wait. You a fucking liar. He was born oh. in 1982. Lil okay, Boosie. so he, he pushing 40. He 36. Oh. Day. Life oh, is kicking forty. Little Boosie. Boosie. Listen, I'm oh, sorry. God. Life has kicked his ass. He should now, not now look like my, that. Here's my t- thing. Here's my thing. If we going on that drug, the drug talk. Like, are we like like? Cause Pusha T. I I he, feel the same way. Pusha the, T is not he, out here selling drugs no more. But he's the connoisseur of cocaine. I'm to, if I'm gonna hear it, I want to hear I'm it. I'm about to say, yeah, Pusha T is more on like the kingpin side. You know what I mean? It's like he's 40, but he sounds more like now it's like he's being like being a boss versus being 40 still making hand to hand transactions. Right. The other the other issue with that uh, with that train of thought is even if you want to still keep rapping about drugs and people are going to buy it for whatever reason, can I at least hear some progression? Some growth and there has been growth in Pusha T's rhyming. Right. Like from from when he was in the clips until now, is a different kid. You mean you know he's had some progression here. Boosie Badass been out here with that thick ass accent with his whack ass lyrics since he fucking started. When, when Don't th- at me. When I think of Boosie, I think of a of a trap house with a bunch of niggas with a little bit of money and some crack. When I think of uh, when I think of uh, Pusha T, I think of going into a mansion with cocaine from yeah. different countries. And this is the thing, bro. Wipe me down was a bop when I was in fucking college twelve years ago. Of course. So, anyway, miss me with the bullshit. We're not gonna act like we ain't. We're not gonna act like swag wasn't just (laughs) jamming down. No, like I said, 
<laughs> wipe me down was a bop we played it for mm-hmm. y'all to come into at the wedding cool i'm with it <laughs> but that was 12 years ago it, it, <laughs> it was going in bro anthony because <laughs> i know you go hear this Ugh. oh my god so anyway back to what i was saying the whole thing with the um, <coughs> the whole thing you're right the whole thing with the selling passes to the, the the funeral really bothered me and i do i i do want to focus on the positive but unfortunately the the we overarching got, we got one more negative uh, yeah the overarching question that i wanted to talk about in the cipher today is hood th- philanthropy what what do we do it's like do you say fuck where you came from and and get your money and move out or do you say i know the community's in need and i personally myself am going to stay here and try to help look i think all y'all probably should go first because y'all not gonna like my answer well we know we're not gonna like the answer you can go first if you like you have not spoken can i can i, can I go first absolutely sure sure all right because all right because honestly this is the second time that I've seen a rapper who I like enjoy getting shot in his own hood. Like this is the second time. First time it was Sue Surf. This time it was and he. Thank God he survived. Mm-hmm. But this time it was Nipsey. At this point, I'm saying, that, excuse the language, but like fuck the hood. Like leave, get out, get, just get out, get out and live and live live your life, man. Like it's. You Some know. things, man, you just can't, just can't fix. In my opinion, I mean, you can, but it's like, I don't know, man. Personally, I don't think this shit's worth it anymore. Like, if 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 me being a rapper, if if the Lord decides, hey, Q, you 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 about to you about to move up, I'm out of here. Like, I'm gonna make sure my mom's is taken care of, and I'm out of here. That's it. And and I feel like I feel like you know people in 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 his status, like I feel like that's what he should do. Make sure your family taken care of and get the hell out, man. Cause I, I mean, it's like you—the streets don't let you back, man. We we pretend like it do, but it don't. You know, I have said a lot on, on all podcasts. This one, wrestling, nerd gas doesn't matter. They ain't gonna get changed to the reset button is push. Mm-hmm. However, I am always a guy for positive, mm-hmm. but it ain't just Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Brandon Roy got shot. Now, if y'all don't watch basketball, y'all may not know who Brandon Roy is. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but Brandon Roy is a three-time All Star. You don't have to whisper; you can say. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Roy is a three-time All Star, who unfortunately his knees went bad, mm-hmm. and he didn't need help his head. What they do? They shoot him back in his knees. They don't care, and you know what? It's very unfortunate that there are because the thing is. There are guys over and over again that do this stuff for their hood, mm-hmm. and these things happen to them. It just so happens, you know, a lot of popular ones get shot. Or, or, or there's a lot of people that, that we don't know about that's going back there, whether it be actors, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, comedians, whatever the case may be. If you don't necessarily have to be a rapper, go back to the hood or where you come from, and you, you just want that, 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 that kind of love. But they just, I have to agree with Q, and this could be because my mental state back then, they have shown 
consistently. It'd be different if it's just one every one, five, ten years. They have shown consistently with different celebrities of higher caliber and lower caliber that they don't care. Do we need to educate them? Mm-hmm. Do do we need to the things we talk about in the car about how to you know teach them how to be wealthy? Mm-hmm. Do 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 we need to teach them you know that like, does it start at home? Mm-hmm. Do we do, do do we need to teach men how to be men? But you can't teach anybody one who don't want to be teach, and you can't teach somebody that's too far gone. This is true, but you don't want now. I get you don't want to leave your people because these these no matter what we do, these your people, and then you never know. We can always be on the other side where we stuck in the hood, and somebody else can get out, and they'll come back for us. You know, we can always be on that different spectrum because it ain't everybody. It ain't always everybody in the hood, but all it takes. It's a group of niggas just to just to fuck. You don't everything. need a group. You just need one. But you see one. I'm saying, but that one triggers a group. Mm. And all because this could have went way left. This could have. It could have been bloodshed in the streets, and that would have been more bodies for what? It, for for what? But all it all it takes is is this one person who don't get it, or don't care, or who just don't care because of their own selfishness. Did it, you know? Where do they get this idea of power? Where do they ever get this idea of pride? Where do they get this idea of whatever the fuck they think? Mm-hmm. They just don't. You know, they think their way is the right way. And if somebody tries to teach them what the right way is, it has never been established to them that that's the cool way or that's the that's the real way to go about it. All the time, you can have somebody caliber of Jay Z and come back to the hood and give all these people stuff and to and to some of the people Jan got soft. Sure. That but man don't need to be getting talked to like that. Here's the thing though. I will say this because Jay Z is part of my argument. We're not even argument. Just what I want to state. You can be mad. I don't care if twenty of y'all I don't care if a whole floor of the project is mad at me. If I help one kid with a scholarship or a program I establish or whatever the case the case is, that's what it's supposed to be about. And if that's what you really genuinely care about, you're gonna keep doing the work. Because somebody there's just like there's always one who don't give a fuck. <coughs> there's one who is just like, but I know it's something better out here. And I wanna do better so I can help my family. I had to break I wanna break the cycle. So I mean you can go keep going. I just and I agree with you on that, and then that's why that's why I have all these evil thoughts in my head. I'm like, yo, just get rid of the niggas, but you can't, cause you don't know which one is which. I went to counseling because all I wanted to do was just mow down the niggas, because I felt as though that that was what's hurting this community. I hated my community because of shit like this. This ain't this ain't nothing new. This stuff has been happening. They said this shit on the Godfather. Get put the drugs in the neighborhood because they don't kill each other anyway. They don't care. They don't care. And it really started going downhill, like in the seventies. Yeah, but, and they just don't care. But this is this is a problem. I, we talk all the time where I say it's a structural thing. It's an infrastructure thing. You have to get to the root 
of what the problem is before you can fix anything. Problem is a lot of these a lot of the issues that are in hoods, one, the fact that you're we're in hoods period is the first overarching problem that's here. Mm-hmm. These were these hoods were constructed. Yeah. That's what I said the seventies. By the government. Uh-huh. And things started to be put into place that and it was like a lot what, what people think of we used to think of as radical back then have been proven time and time again with statistics and data and actual like just the after effects of removing men from the home because I'm gonna put you in this low paying job or not give you a job at all I'll give you some assistance but don't you dare have a man in the home to help regulate what's going on and help raise your children and steer them in the right direction. What people have been talking about the breakdown of the black family for decades now. Back then it was radical to say some shit like that. It just we just sound crazy. But now you see the the effects of not having a nuclear family in the house decades and decades later and all the damage it does. Being in an area where you don't have access to a proper education, fresh food, you you seeing people who are getting desperate and murdering and, and robbing and everything, it has been said, it's been proven, it's been studied. Living in the hood will give you real life PTSD. Yep. It's like being in a battlefield. And it's just like, so if you are living in a literal battlefield and you feel like you at war all the time, would you be sane? No, you wouldn't. And it's just at this point it's just like what you it's so much to undo that it's just like where do you even fucking start? Because now you've got this mentality that's been passed down for Years of oh well then you move out and you get a little you get a little money and you value a sellout or if you um you don't you don't want to be out here gangbanging you corny or you so and that's not everybody because things have changed OGs would be out here like oh that's the kid from the house on the corner he played ball leave him alone. I digress, guys. I don't want to get off topic, but I'm going to tell you what I'm laughing at. This meme says, Kodak Black make music for niggas that need help getting a straw in the Capri Sun. That shit is hilarious to me, but go ahead. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, he okay. Make, he makes up. He make music oh, you want to know hilarious? Uh, future. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Oh, that was the last thing I left the fuck out. Thank you, Q-Flow. Bruh, fuck future. All right? I said it. I don't care. <laughs> All him and him and all his um his dirty dread having followers can come and, and don't at me. I don't give a fuck, bro. Dirty dread having followers. You at me, I'm gonna say the same thing. Because this this fool is gonna say, oh, under a post that was about Nipsey Hussle or some yeah, the hood need more dudes like us. Us. What when I need him? Us. Who is us? You mean because you was out here populating? The fucking uh, earth with with children and not giving a shit and then trying to play your baby mamas against each other or having a tantrum 
in public because none of them took the bait when you wanted to talk shit and be like, I need to settle down and get me a wife. And nobody responded, so he decided he was going to be in his feelings on IG. So I don't care, okay? Keep that shit over there because you know what happens? Five years ago, Future was popping. Everybody was on Future Top. He was he was going to be the next big thing. Now, my man is out here making IG live videos and, and uh you know, spreading his seed like of uh, the former and the fucking Dell because he's trying to remain relevant. I don't give a shit. I'm with you. So, sit down. And I will just say, the one good thing that <coughs> came from that was the fact that the person that read him for filth was another dude. And I was like, fucking yes. Because Chip's been saying future ain't shit for the last few years and people just be like, whatever. But the fact that it was another man who came out and was like, bro, if you don't sit your goofy ass down and get out of here, bro, it's nothing you can say. Because that was a, if y'all listen way back to uh, earlier episodes, we was talking about him and Nicki Minaj going on tour. And we was like, how the fuck are they going to coexist in one area? People who listen to his music um, be on the internet just hella disrespecting women. How the fuck y'all going to be in the same venue with women for hours? Mm-hmm. While these two artists who have dueling content perform. How? So he can go back to his house and uh, eat his flaming hot Cheetos. I don't care. I really don't give a fuck. Just he. I don't care. Whatever. I, and listen, if you listen to this podcast and you like, bro, I can't fuck with y'all no more because you said fuck future. All right, I'm sorry. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I'm out. I like. I just. I can't <laughs> because bad rubbish. That's funny. I can't do. I that was so irking to me, but. I almost forgot about that. I I had to I had to let Bull have it. <laughs> no, but, but that, no, but back to uh, is it worth it? Is it worth staying in the hood to help if you have money? Because you had points and I'm no, no, no. I'm, I was getting back to it. I just wanted to let Future have it for a minute. Okay. So I'm with it. the and then after all of those things start coming in, then you start introducing drugs into the community, <coughs> which from many accounts was not something that we came up with. We didn't put the drugs in the community. Y'all bought vets back here from Vietnam who was already looking for the shit that they were introduced to. Y'all didn't give a fuck about their care when they came back anyway. So then they hooked on the shit. And then the 80s come and it's like, well, let's amp it up even more and introduce some crap. So it was just like... Because Coke was not a hood drug. No, so... Okay. With all that being said, because I am, I would say I'm on a level of educate with you about that. How are we? Uh, that's this is this is what I'm trying to get to. It uh. it has been forty plus years since the decline in urban cities of like our neighborhoods in our family dynamics and everything else it is going to be very difficult because at every turn when you have when you're trying to build wealth for yourself and you have incidents like black wall street where it was just like well we don't want you niggers in our neighborhood so go to your own neighborhood 
Oh, but you can't be in your own neighborhood thriving and not patronizing what we doing and having homes and businesses and shit. So we finna bomb everything and everybody has to die now. Like you can't it it you you start to become despondent and be like, I don't know what to do at this point. So then all of the shit that we're seeing has manifested itself for 40, 50 years. It's coming up to the surface and there's there's this mentality now that you gotta be out for self. And it's like it's very difficult at this point to fix these things. So part of me wants to be like, no, we can't we can't leave. You can't have people just leave the hood and say fuck everybody else. Because like you said, it only takes one. And a lot of times it's not everybody. It is it's most of the time it's not everybody. <coughs> you have your few is it you it only takes a few bad apples to spoil a bunch. You don't have everybody out here saying that, oh well, we gotta get y'all y'all out here think y'all better than us. It's not always it's not the majority most of the time that feels that way. It's just like the sad part is that most effective solution probably is the Magic Johnson or the Jay Z way, where it's like, I'ma help the hood from the outside looking in. It's like I don't I remember where I came from. I remember being hungry. I remember growing up and not having lights and all the, the crazy shit. The wild part is Magic Johnson didn't even come from the hood. But the fact that he was just like, I'd rather put some money into an area that is not economically independent and needs the help. I can respect. But it don't mean he gonna move into uh the hood. Same with Jay Z. Jay Z actually did come from the hood and knows what it's like to grow up scraping and striving and struggling, but helps from the outside looking in. Because it's just like if you come from that place, you know that mentality. The problem is when you have people who wanna be in the trenches with it, like your Nipsey's, like your Brandon Roy's, you don't you can't it's very hard to tell a person like that, you know, you should just move out and and just bounce. It's like, you know, you don't you you can't really say that to somebody because they know what it's like. They know they know where this mindset is coming from and they're just like, you know what, maybe if I can come in and try and right some of these wrongs that have been done in my community, then we won't have as many issues as we do. And the fucked up part is most people will be like, that's dope. But you gotta have the few bad apples who like, oh, whatever. Y'all, he disrespected me. Y'all think y'all bad. Like, it's, it don't have to be. Because I'm just like, Nipsey, like he said, been out in these streets for a minute. It's not like he just now popped up. He just now got big. Because that was one of the first things I thought when they say he was shot. I was like, I bet you it was somebody who was just like, oh, he think, oh, because you got an album out now. And you think you big and all that. That it, <coughs> it was some hate shit. In because Victory Lap, after all of this time he's been out, it's his first LP. Mm-hmm. And it was Grammy nominated. And I'm honestly probably only lost because Cardi's really popular right now. I, I would say everything you said is 100% true. And I will sit here and be honest is that everything I said 
is a hundred percent due to anger. But that that doesn't mean that it's any less true. I'm saying, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, whether it's wrong, right, no, the right, right thing to say, wrong thing to say. I I know I'm saying this because it's a thousand percent of just being angry, hmm. and that root of the problem is true. And now we so damaged from that root, you know. It's like you're you're, you're trying to go back, and you know you're trying to go back to, to the root of a problem already on a dead tree. Ain't <laughs> there ain't no point. That's we, true. So we we got to go back and start over again. You do, but so <sighs> what do you? So is is what? The, what the, do you do? Is that look? The only thing I I can think of is what how these niggas are acting in the street. When I see. These, I'm, it, it sucks, but it's, it looks like hip-hop, especially throughout the years, have controlled a lot of things. Because it's cool. You don't help by in your songs by disrespecting women. When you got these young guys who come up who like who like the cooler music, who looks at what they may call their heroes mm-hmm. and disrespect these women. You can't make these songs and talk, you know, and have this toxic masculinity in these songs and all it's about is fuck niggas and get your money. They say these in some of these I don't listen yeah. to all the hip-hop like y'all do, but the shit I hear or the shit I purposely turn off, I'm like, because it, it, there's no more art anymore, in my personal opinion. But I can't say there's no more, but no, I, it's hard to find. I get what you say. And... I'm like, and but they got the people that gravitate towards that, and I'm not just gonna come back to hip hoppers. Go to your sports athletes, because it's not. The, I'm gonna say because it's, uh, it's everywhere. It's yeah. widespread everywhere. But you go to these sports athletes, and then you go to these guys who want to flash money and who want to sit there and you know play, play basketball and get a a two hundred fifty thousand dollar chain for what? Exactly. And you're you're illustrating that that's the life you need to live. Bro. And you got these actors who go out there and make it big, or now people you know who do YouTube stars. I mean, we are part. We are all universally part of the problem. True, I and, I agree with you. And I think, but the people on a higher pedestal. And I'm saying, Nipsey was one of them examples of, of the higher pedestal. But I'm talking about because I didn't even know who Nipsey Hussle was until he died. Mm-hmm. And that's just fact. I didn't know who he was. That, I mean, and that's... that's you know what I'm unless, you, unless you're like a fan of him. I'd rather you be honest and be like, I didn't know yeah. who he was. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I bop his music all the time. Yeah, you know. But the, the, the ones that, that, that touch people from a universal standpoint mm-hmm. uh, of your big-time athletes, such as your LeBrons, or your mm-hmm. big-time rappers, such as your Jay-Zs, your big-time actors, you know, such as your Samuel Jackson, like that, you, we have to, I think we have to bring in a new era of cool. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do now. I feel like there are a lot of people out here trying to change the narrative. You know how... Uh, Black men don't cheat. Go ahead. <laughs> mm. two, two Chains came out with that album that was A&R by LeBron called Rapper Go to the League. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there are people out here now who are trying to change the narrative that you can do more coming from the hood than rap or go to the league to get out. Or be because that's why now you see more to like uh my dad mentors kids on the weekends. Uh-huh. 
because he's in the technology sector. So a lot of time and energy lately has been going into teaching inner city children that you can be, you can have a career in in STEM or STEAM as they're calling it now, which is uh, science, technology, engineering, or mm-hmm. math. The A is for art, if they add it. You can have a career in that and be successful because you're smart too. And you can get out and make it big and make good money from these things too. So I feel like part of the part of the issue is you need to start changing that narrative from a younger age so that you understand I don't have to just do the stereotypical things that are expected of me to do better. You know what else? Go ahead. And the other part of it is having positive role models. Now, I feel like that is twofold. You need people like a Nipsey who was in the streets and was like, you know what, this ain't this ain't it. I'm going to go straight because you need people who look like you, who may have gone through the same experiences as you sometimes to say, this ain't it. <coughs> That's not all you have to be. You can amount to more. You can go and buy a whole strip of stores and start initiatives with children in the community and do murals. He was doing all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And do better than what you had and be better than what you had previously. And you also need people who may not have necessarily come from that heart of a life or have lived that heart of a life. Like Roxanne Shantae. When we I watched her documentary or not her her movie and she was talking about it and she was like, I had a few missteps because you know she had the whole college thing or whatever. But I still live within the area that is being unfortunately being gentrified. And a lot of the kids come up and be like did you really make a million dollars and she was like yeah I did I I rapped yes that is one of the quote unquote stereotypes but I made a million dollars and I came back here to give back to where I came from because sometimes you need to see that there are people who her story really wasn't super publicized you don't really know much about Roxanne Chante except that she did that first demo she did for a pair of jeans she got hot and then she kind of fell off because rap changed. But you don't know about all the stuff that she went through. The, like, you don't know, like, how everybody knew Nipsey was a crip. And he came out the streets and was like, I'm going to do something different. She just looked like a, a regular rapper who came back to the hood, who made her money and was just like, I'm going to be here. I want y'all to see that there's somebody here in this community that looks like you that can make it out. So it's just like, you need. Things like that. I feel like that's a lot of what's missing now, because if we we can't fix the root of the problem, you gotta you gotta start from an early age at this point to try and turn turn the mindset around, so we don't have people growing up and thinking that it doesn't make sense for somebody to correct you or say something to you or it's disrespectful. So now I gotta come back and shoot you or do harm to you or your family. You know what? I want to say one thing. I agree, but I don't think that's the way to go. Because they've heard it before. I'm sitting here and hear you explain the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at left brain. I'm looking at, I, I can't look at Q-Flow right now, but I'm listening to them. They heard this before. 
their body language is showing what niggas look like when they hear this. You know what I think? You know it's a weird. You know what I think needs to happen? Somebody gotta teach men how to cry. Seriously. I mean, I can, I can. I think. I can get with that. Some there needs to be people Healing. that to teach men how to cry because that because now it's like all the things you said they have been king been trying to do that you know what I'm saying and everybody been trying to do the same thing and it, it helps a little by little to get the needle moving mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm like now I'm like maybe we gotta change the whole approach mm-hmm. and I'm like one thing that there is this toxic masculinity of these men I'm like y'all gotta even Christians I'm like y'all gotta know the, the man y'all praise to Correct. cried uh-huh Jesus so, what so it, 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 no, that's what I'm saying but it's, it's, you got to go a different approach I'm a, I agree with you I'm yeah. just saying not knowing how to handle your emotions is a part of this issue it is it's what I'm saying but everything you have said is correct I'm not saying it's not I'm just saying but to add to that approach I really think that the men you, got, you, you there has to be something out there that be like it's okay to cry it's okay to you know, go ahead I'm about to say you you haven't said much Mr. Franklin you can jump in at any time no because I wanted to orchestrate my thought because I have a, I have a lot of thoughts and I have yeah. a lot of I think what you should do should not come from the outside it should come from within what do you feel your purpose is I feel like this is where self-awareness kicks in you can't look at the outside and say well damn if I stay in the hood I might get shot or if I move out I might be detached what do you think as an artist? Where do you think you fit in? Mm-hmm. What is your purpose? Because if you feel like your purpose is along the line of a Nipsey, you cannot be afraid of the outcome. If you mm-hmm. think your purpose is along the line of a Jay-Z, go chase that. You can't afraid to be detached. Mm-hmm. It just all depends on... There is no definitive answer in what we should do. The only thing I say that's definitive is what you said before. We need to start a healing process within the community. And the first thing is teaching men how to show emotions. Because to be honest with you, men that don't cry tend to act more. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say females, but they tend to act more hyper masculine, toxic masculinity more than anything. Essentially, you're doing the same thing that you're trying not to do. You're just doing it with a gun. Yeah. You're crying with a gun. So yeah. instead of crying with tears, you're shooting bullets. It's the same freaking thing because you're letting it out in an emotional way instead of uh, instead of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. You're redistributing that pain instead of dealing with it. So, yeah, I think the only definitive thing to do is to teach men how to deal with their feelings. But as far as the actual artist, what's your purpose? Because there's no definitive answer. Mm. There's no no one answer. I think what y'all are saying is true. I really feel like we as a community as a whole, forget (coughs) hip-hop, forget. We need to really get in line with addressing mental health. Because that's a problem that has been, that has plagued our community and has manifested itself in many ways. Whether it be shooting somebody, whether it be people committing suicide and y'all sweeping it under the rug, yeah. whether it be the sleazy uncle that you tell the kids not to go around because he's clearly a molester. Because I'm so tired of praying away. <sighs> Let's that go was, to church. Cause I was, listen, because I was getting there. I was saying, but that's not, it, I, what throws me off is all these Christians are saying pray it away. I'm like, if y'all are so so much Christians, y'all understand that's not how prayer works. Right? It's not. You gotta. You you can pray, but you gotta do the work. Yeah. Your pastor is not right. meant to be a. Uh, he may be a spiritual counselor for you, but your pastor cannot, without having been certified, 
actually counsel you through whatever emotion and you may also have preconceived notions you walked in here with it's kind of like in the catholic faith we do confessions mm-hmm. right? i have never in my life walked into a catholic church and sat down and literally laid my burdens at the priest's feet because they're like it's because it it's not like just going and talking to your pastor in a regular church you go into a box they can't see your face they're supposed to keep everything anonymous unless it's something that's of detriment to you or someone else. And then you, they give you a bunch of prayers to say. And that's basically, that's the extent of counseling that you have. Now, Catholicism is not the most popular religion within the black community. So I don't know how many people have shared that experience. But I've never gone in there and been like, I'm going to tell you everything that I'm feeling right now because I don't feel comfortable. You know who I am. Come on. Let's be real. And imagine I'm in a box where I can't even see you. Imagine sitting across the table from your pastor face to face. And you know, I'm giving this man all this information. Now he's going to have these preconceived notions of me. And this could come up in a sermon next week. Mysteriously. And And I'll be sitting here like, well, damn, just put my business out on Front Street. Why don't you? That's not necessarily the case. I'm not saying don't go talk to your pastor if that's who you feel comfortable talking to. But they are licensed professionals for a reason. Go talk to somebody who has no bias towards you at all. And let them know how you're feeling. Yeah, but then we... You... you See, but that's the thing. When I talked about going to council, you was hesitant, right? Why? I was hesitant That's a professional that you just said. Because, mm-hmm. like I just said... Mental health in our community is still a taboo. When you've been told for years that it's not necessarily normal to go to therapy, therapies for crazy people, or just pray it away, or give it to God, you don't necessarily look at going to therapy as normal. But that was why I appreciated our premarital counseling because we did have, we had a pastor, we had two pastors, and one of them was a licensed professional in in this field. Because I'm just like, one, it helps, especially if you in a couple, this is just a couple situation. You have a man and a woman, and you are, if you are a couple who is a man and a woman, and you have a viewpoint from each side, you have the spiritual side, and you have the actual facts to back up what you need to do to help yourself, or to help whatever issue you're having. It's not just, well, as far as us. I'm going to give you three Mary, three Hail Marys and an act of contrition and you just ask God to forgive you and you'll be all right. No, 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 no. Because it takes work. I need you to give me real things to do to fix what's broken inside of me. And I don't think we do that. We just, I just talked about the breakdown of everything that has been happening in the hood for the last 40 or 50 years. There's a lot of broken pieces, a lot of shattered pieces inside of people. Mm-hmm. Who have been disenfranchised all this time. Who's going to clean that up? You got to talk to somebody. Or you're going to be running around here shooting people. Doing harm to people. Touching people that you're not supposed to be touching. Because you never address whatever the problem is. It's like, what was that show, Greenleaf? And they was talking about how the, the uncle mm-hmm. was touching on everybody. And it yeah. came out later, like, it came out in the wash, as they always say, that 
something was wrong with him because he had either got molested when he was little or he watched his dad do some foul shit. And like, if you had went and talked to somebody, maybe <coughs> he wouldn't have went down this road. I agree. But, but, but I didn't bring it up. It's, at this point now, I will say, it's starting to become a little more normalized. Some people may not feel comfortable going to a therapist just yet, but with all the with the way everything's publicized with social media now, you see people who are committing suicide more. You see people who are, you know, having mental breakdowns more. So it encourages people to be like, where you are, you need somebody to talk to. Like, even if you can't, you can't go to therapy. Everybody can't afford to go to therapy. Maybe it's your homie who you think is a good listener. And you're like, you know what, bro? I'm really fucked up. Like, you just need somebody to let it out to. I want to go on a positive side. And I want to go off to say, well, first of all, I'm not going to say we can't, but we have to appreciate where we are right now. And I'm going to tell you why. We are the first generation to even start discussing mental health issues. Real. So when we start talking about how we going to fix the issue, bro, you got to understand, we trying to repair... I don't know how many years worth of damage. We could say 40 or 50 years due to the drug era, but it goes before that when you talk about oh, the no. slave mentality. We, we, so it's for us to we be, the, be here on that. That's what I'm saying. So for us to be the first generation, like literally the first generation to say, yo, you know what? I'm tired of trying to be tough every day. This shit is tiring. Really? Forget about what my pop did. Because that's what I'm saying to myself on a daily. Yo, fuck what my pop did. Forget what my brother did. This shit is tiring. I need to talk to somebody. This shit is exhausting. Mm-hmm. For yeah. us to be the first generation to do that, we can't complain about the bad that's happening. Because the bad that's progress. happening has been happening forever. So for us to be discussing it and to be taking any type of steps forward, because even when, I'm going to tell you how deep the trauma go in my mind. Even when you know you need to talk to somebody, it gets that bad that when you know praying it away ain't the answer, but you still have to work up the nerve to actually do it. You have to be brave enough in your mind to do it. Mm-hmm. To you, it may not seem like, for you, it seems like as simple as, well, I'm just going to talk to somebody. But for certain people, it's, all right, let me get brave enough to let this out. Mm-hmm. Or, that's a bravery thing to me. Or that's weak to go out here and really be out here talking to people about your feelings. Feelings. But that's that's like, where the, but that's where the bravery comes in at because mm-hmm. you were taught that that's weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I got to work up the bravery to say, no, this isn't weak. This is the right thing to do. This is the, like I said, for us to be the first generation, I'm proud of where we at. Because for a lot of us, this is a huge step forward. You know what? Really? I'm glad you brought that up because I, I brought mm-hmm. this to my dad's attention because I've been helping him out mm-hmm. to just open up more mm-hmm. about how he's feeling. Hey, for those who know my dad, know he don't open up at all. <laughs> no, no. no he's <laughs> part of that generation. Yeah. Exactly. Same, same with my pop. Yeah. But, you know, but, but now he opened up how he feels about how his face looking, how he, you know, how he can't get his weight down. How to, but it's easy to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I said, instead of in here waiting to die. Huh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's a yeah. miserable existence to live in. Exactly. You know, it's a guy that put you on this earth to, 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 to die. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I think, and I'm yeah. glad you said that because it's like, I don't, it's not that I think our parents legit thought, I don't think our parents felt like they were the hardest people in the world. Mm. It was just so normalized, that just didn't normal. do it. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you, oh, you opened up that door. Mm-hmm. As a young man that he probably considers strong, somebody that he raised strong, that he respects, mm-hmm. you open up that door. So now it's comfortable. 
Yeah. Back in that time, nobody was opening up that door. That yeah. was no. You what? kept that shit shut. It you kept it shut. You shut, kept everything locked. tucked under the rug. I found out so much shit when I became an adult that was happening in my family, and I was just like, "Bruh, this is why all of us so fucking dysfunctional." <laughs> because y'all was just out here living and just yeah. going. going yeah. And this is trash. Listen, <laughs> <it's right>. Listen <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Even in my family, like me and my brothers, we haven't even quite gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. We talk a little more. But we ain't where I let it out on podcasts. I don't talk to them like that. And it's not because I don't feel like I can't. It's just still that thing embedded that that's just not something we do. Yeah. So I find other ways to get it out. But I'm pretty sure if I call them today or tomorrow, I can talk to them. But it's just that thing still that uh-huh. programming is, is a rough thing, bro. Like, it's tough. But that's another thing. Like how I was saying, we got to change the narrative. We have to find constructive outlets. Yeah, too. Because if you thing. don't have an outlet, even if you were letting all this out mm-hmm. and you realize that I have so many emotions pent up, you don't have a constructive outlet for it, it's going to manifest itself into something negative. You are. Which is how we come back around to violence, joining gangs. Because it's like, you know, just like they've been hearing it. you like, they've been hearing this for uh, all the time. That this is what we got to do and blah, 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 blah. People been hearing that they've been hearing that the gangs gangs don't love y'all. They're not family. They've been hearing that for decades too, and still go join gangs because you feel like you're not getting love from nowhere else. I'm like the streets don't love you. Y'all out here fighting for a hood that don't y'all don't own none of. But it's hard to still that to somebody that it's hard to tell you. I'm gonna put it to you like this: If there's no food in the house, and the only people that's feeding me is calling me little homie and telling me to come on, it's kind of hard to tell me they ain't family. And but that's the thing. Yeah. Even when you have that, but you usually take the little movie cliches, right? Yeah. When you have somebody they show a little kid who <coughs> the gangs groom and mm-hmm. you know, they the only ones that showing him love. It's always at least one OG that like, A hey, young blood, you know them they don't love you, right? I like know the streets but- will turn on you. And it's and I'm like yeah. but it's not but that's not uncommon because you watched this dude and this dude and this dude get killed. Because they were involved in a gang, or it could have been by somebody in the gang, and life went on, bro. You, the world's not gonna stop if you go. But here's the thing: I either starve on my own, or I take my chances, right? Now I understand what you're saying, but that same old head don't offer nothing. All right, old head, they not okay. I get it. They don't love me. You gonna love me enough to feed me? Because I'm That's hungry. That's not necessarily the t- t- think about it. Because I don't know if you you probably didn't see Equalizer too, right? Mm-mm. Spoiler alert. So, young boy who was in Equalizer 2 was in was into some dumb shit, right? But Denzel was that <coughs> old head. It was like, Look, uh-huh. paint paint this paint this mural with me. Help me repaint my house because he knew he needed something constructive to do. He was a good artist, but nobody taps into that when you a kid in the hood mm-hmm. and it's forty kids in your class. Who's taking an interest in what you doing? Of course. So. He was an artist. He was like, I want you to paint this with me. But he knew that he was going out there. Mm-hmm. On the streets, he said, fine, you can come back here. Help me paint. I'll feed you. Right. I'll help you do what you need to do to get yourself back involved in school. So it's not that old head or whoever it is. It don't have to be an old head. It's not offering it. It's, it seems more appealing at the moment. You know what's appealing? Proof. Because what got that kid back on Denzel's side? The when fact, Denzel went the, up in the projects, 
and held with just uh, two guns in his hand and stood up to the whole game. That's proof that you don't fuck with me. Right. Right. Don't kids know. That's that's why it's so hard to believe in God anymore. Yeah, it's a fuck. Where's your proof? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got no head that that will do that, but due to the movie thing, because we're doing the equalizer, because he was just a special train like that, mm-hmm. you come into my home, and they, they all sitting there with guns. Yeah. If they all want to, to, to get up and shoot at the same time, Denzel loses. Duh. Yeah. But for him to come up in there, get a gun, say, you coming with me. And he got the power to keep all of them in their seats. That's my proof. But- so unfortunately, a lot of guys who's looking for that don't got their proof. <laughs> But to play devil's advocate here, wouldn't somebody like Nipsey have been proof? This is what I'm saying about the Nipsey thing. That's why I said it was hard for me to believe it was gang because it really wasn't. It was one person that shot him. Yeah. One it wasn't. Person. It wasn't gang. I don't think it was gang. I never thought it was gang related. It was just one. I thought hater. it was yeah, it was some somebody was some hater shit. Right, and it's a random thing. <coughs> think about it. <coughs> If you in a hood and you're doing good, nobody's going to have security 24-7. If that's the case, why be in a hood? And don't you think you make your people feel awkward mm-hmm. if you need security 24-7? It was a random middle of the day. Yeah. Somebody just came up and fell brave. First of all, unless you bastard crazy, you ain't shooting in broad daylight. That's real. Mm. So it's just it was just one of them things to me. So it's like... Nipsey was the proof. I mean, the proof is in the proof. When you got 57 gangs from Hoovers, the Bounty Hunters, and everybody marching together, that's damn near unheard of. It only happened twice. And the first one was kind of fake. And that, But that's what I'm saying. That's why I said to play those advocate from, mm-hmm. the, from the perspective that you just gave me, mm-hmm. wouldn't somebody exactly like a Nipsey be your proof? Yeah, he would My be- man was a Rolling 60 Crip and was just like, I'm going to make music. And... Not only am I going to make music, I'll make music about what's going on here because this is the life we live in. However, I'm going to open a clothing store. And then I'm going to buy this entire strip and employ the neighborhood. Oh, and by the way... And put food in the mouths of folks who don't have no food. Oh, and by the, because of that, though, I want to I wanna also reiterate, because of that, <coughs> and a guy named Big U, gang violence is was down 81% for the past 20 years. So that was, I mean, that was good. I'm not saying that. I mean, that, you like, look at Nipsey, like, Snoop, Snoop was telling him, like, he, he low-key bridged the gap between, like, the hoods and the rival gangs. Like, like, by, you know, I mean, doing music with, with Bloods, Gang, Kendrick, like, well, you know, Kendrick affiliated, yeah. not really a Blood, but, not you know, just either. doing, just doing music with people from the rival hoods, even right. from, like, I mean, yeah, like, Santana, Santana Crips and all of them, oh. you know, because you know all Crips don't rock with each other. Especially the Hoovers. Yeah. If you did a song with Schoolboy Q, that would have been crazy because you know '60s and Hoovers is beefing right now. But that was yeah. also a big thing because yeah. Schoolboy Q even came out and was yeah. just like, "Y'all ain't shit." Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's real. What's your problem? <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, that's true. That's real. <laughs> so it was just like, and then to have Game, who is somebody who was affiliated with the Blood, to be like, "Y'all are trash." Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with y'all? This is why. We don't give y'all shit. Yo, games video, games, when game made that video, I went back into tears. He was yeah. mad, bro. He was Because, because he, mad. that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's LA, and Nipsey really tried to, yeah, I mean, he yeah. really tried to help the hood, and, and it's just like, this is how the hood pay him back. Well, and like I said, that's what I'm saying. You got to teach these men 
how to cry. Also, I know it's I know it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I really think we need to cut back on making fun of people Excuse because me. when we when we went to the hair store the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, they go bow with the do rag on." <laughs> and, 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 and we laugh, right? I know, but Bow mental health is really on the edge. But of I'm just saying, but him, Tyrese, even this Kodo, uh, Kodak Black, I'm just like, there's something wrong with him. Oh, no, something's definitely wrong but, with but, Kodak but, Black. But what we do is, just as people, it's entertaining to pull up on Facebook, Everything's to pull up a, a meme, to pull up something, to, to make a joke about these people about this. Yo, I want to laugh to keep from crying, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Why are you trying to keep from crying? But that's the thing. It's I feel like it's more comfortable for people in the space of to not be crying. It's comfortable to sit in a group of people and laugh. It's not comfortable to sit in a group of people and be despondent. So I feel like it's a comfort level thing. I agree, but also these people, like include Tyrese, they they need your help. Who they don't need our help. They need professional help. help. (laughs) I think also What if it's no longer I want to laugh to keep from crying? What if it's I want to laugh after I cry? That too, but then because you don't want to cry for twenty four seven. But then it yeah. becomes. But then this is the problem where we always have to hear. You know how people say, "Oh, y'all always want to be marching for Black Lives Matter, but y'all be killing each other. It's black on black crime." First of all, let's 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 throw that myth out the window yeah, that no um, all races don't kill each other yeah. in a higher. Like it's, higher numbers it's than all about others. Proximity. Yeah, it's all about proximity. I exactly. Mean, what the fuck, right? Your accessibility is it's, is who you're going to be around. Yeah. However, that's not that's not what my my point here was. What I'm trying to get to. It's like you you make everything look like a joke within and outside the community, and then be like, I don't understand why other people don't respect this. Some people come back with, well, we don't need them to. Y'all need to respect y'all. Mm-hmm. There are people who are completely outside this room. You didn't know who Nipsey was. Now, say this had been handled differently, and people came out and started talking cash shit and making memes and stuff. Yeah, that would have completely that would take completely taking you away from what his legacy was. That he did leave because everything's not a fucking joke. Everything is not meant to be made into a meme. Everything is not meant for you to go on IG Live and make an ass of yourself. But his life was so powerful that no, that most people dare not. And, and that's what I'm saying. But why does it have to be like that? Why does he have to be a powerful figure for y'all to take something serious? That's true. Anybody losing their life. It's serious. It's serious. Anybody on the brink <coughs> of taking their life is serious. It's funny to laugh at, and we all we all do it, including myself. So I can't say I'm exempt from this because I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna lie and act like I didn't laugh at that remix of Tyrese uh, with the "What more do you want from me?" No, that was hilarious. I'm not gonna act like it wasn't funny, and I'm like, stuff could be funny, but then at some point you gotta step back and be like, but what's really going on though? Like, it's nothing we personally can do. Mm-hmm. For, especially for like celebrities and shit but the way y'all treat celebrities who people hold in such high regard would could very well be a reflection to the everyday person who is around you who is going through some shit are you going to turn my trauma into some kind of comedy 
And if I tell you I'm going through some shit, are you going to go behind my back and make jokes? Maybe I don't feel comfortable doing that now because the first thing you do when somebody uh, is on social media, which I don't think is healthy either, regardless, whether it's a, a good or bad thing, to an extent, we all got to chill with social <coughs> media. But the first thing you do when a celebrity jumps on social media and says something is the matter is make it a joke. Is my life a joke to you? So it's just like, y'all, everything don't have to be funny. Some shit is just funny, you know. But when it's a serious topic, somebody dying, somebody crying, somebody going through something that could really tear their life up, like, everything don't have to be a meme or a joke or... I just, it, it, you, at some point, don't y'all get tired of laughing at other people's pain? For real, I just... I don't... It's funny. What if... we? Because we all love to say everything happens for a reason, right? And honestly, I listened to what Charlamagne and the guy said, and that made more sense to me than anything. Because we can all say, well, Nip died, but look at the positive that happened. All these gangs came together. He just... A thousand more Nipsies was created. But that don't make sense to me because... It been a lot of black owners. That it, it, that I that got on my nerves. It, that it whole, been, yeah, there's it, a bunch of yeah, there's Nipsies in your neighborhood. No, there's not. No, there's but, there's only one Nipsey, and and he was in L.A. Like I get I get what you're saying, Q. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nipsey can be reincarnated. However, if we supported our own, I'm not saying we could create they another Nipsey. Follow that. Yeah, if if, if, if we support our own. Then, then they could possibly make the same moves he did. Not even just that. Now, I'll take it a further. Or, we as a community would be better off to where we wouldn't be looking at one person to be a Nipsey and say, that's the that's the goal. No, the goal is the betterment of us as a people. Not to create another Nipsey. There can never be another Nipsey, right? Right. Yeah. So that's what I was looking at. So that didn't make sense <laughs> to me. What did make sense is... There was one man who just submitted to the devil in him. Because you had two choices when you was upset. You could have walked away, submitted to the God in yourself, and said, you know what? That It ain't worth killing that man. As mad as I am, it ain't worth killing that man. Because every man, I feel like when every man gets mad, you got two voices in your ear. You got one saying, no, stop. And you got another one saying, do whatever you're going to do to this one. You submitted yourself to the devil in you, to the worst, the worst I don't know, the worst aspect of your being and you decided to come back and kill. Mm-hmm. When a better part of you was probably saying walk away. So that made more sense to me or, than anything. I, what he said was true. And because it don't necessarily <coughs> have to be what he he said to him. It could be in any scenario. Mm-hmm. It could be like an old head telling you that you, you need to chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And you, whatever man, I ain't trying to listen to old head, blah blah blah. When, like you said, you could come back and in your mind you'd be like you want to be like fuck you. Mm-hmm. But the other side of you is like don't he do probably it. right. Don't do but it. But you knock on you don't want us to come to the he probably right side. Exactly. that's that that's that fragile male ego. Where fragile male ego will make you submit yourself to the devil in you. Everybody has good and bad. When I say mm-hmm. devil, I don't mean literal. Mm-hmm. When I say yeah. God, I don't mean literal. I mean a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everybody has good and bad. Sometimes you submit yourself to the bad. Sometimes you submit yourself to the good. But this dude in particular on this day 
didn't just submit to the bad. He submitted himself to the worst, to the worst part possible. of himself. Think about it. Everybody has a worst part of them. You wanted to eradicate all niggas. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Some of these guys that are now niggas can be extraordinary black men in five years. If you submit yourself to the devil in you, you could possibly eradicate the person who can be the next Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Nipsey, Nipsey was a rolling 60, so at some point in his life, he a- wasn't the Nipsey we we have grown to love. Exactly. At some point in his life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I said we all have good and bad. This dude just on this particular day submitted himself to the worst part of him. And we're going to forever hate him for that. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of people, you know, say if you are meant to serve your purpose, once you've served it, do you just get called home? It's a horrible way to go. But, you're right. But it's like, but what's he done though? It, that's my whole thing about you it. Like, who cut are we this to person say? down in the prime of their life? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, who are we to say? How do you assume because he died, he was done? Like, that's that was crazy. That's crazy to me. Like, especially in a Christian religion. What I've learned. Growing up, especially learning about this, is that of course every, every, everybody that comes to this world has a day they're gonna leave this world. Mm-hmm. God does not kill. But the devil does. Oh, but wait and God gives free will. No, 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 no. <laughs> Granted, granted. No, we can go back to Old Testament, all the stuff like that, and all you want to. Okay. But what I'm talking about the attention. Mm-hmm. You they, mean he doesn't? I was just gonna say he don't make mistakes. No, he he, he don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm to say but. But there's evil right. in this world. Okay, yeah, I agree with okay. that. Okay, that's the balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. Maybe God was just like, you know what? Nipsey got another two years on his earth. But just that evil took him out before it could have been his time. Or it could have been his time. But I don't know. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? Because... When, when when my co got killed a couple years ago, I was like, there's no way it could have been his time. But I don't know that. Right. You know, out of every age from 1 to 150, everybody has died on one of the majors. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be fair. And it's not going to be... Because our, we are not meant to understand that yet. Mm-hmm. And right now, the pain that we feel and the anger that we feel, we're like, this man was only 33 years old. He had a lot left in him. But in reality, we don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that this could have been the perfect. Because you know, with all the stuff happening, mm-hmm. all the you know the gangs and the people coming together, and you know, it's like because, like I said, some people like myself didn't even know about this guy until he died. Right. So if he had been on here for another two years, would it have gravitated that same spark? To you know, some people just have a flash in the pan. Some people have a run. Some people are here longer than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I am still a strong believer because this when this kind of stuff happens, that rattles your faith hard. I don't think. But see, here's the thing: it's not so much my faith that got rattled. It's certain aspects in what we believe because I feel like, especially like in our religion, we make everything so simple. Or at least they try to, yeah. or at least they make everything sound. Not that they yeah. make everything simple; they make it sound simple. Well, it was just his time to go, and in my mind, it's like, was it, or was this just God's way of just giving everybody freedom uh-huh. to decide what they was going to do? What well, that's a, that's the thing, you know. A lot of people don't. Well, that aspect is you have 
the free will. You have a choice. And that's mm-hmm. why I said this guy had a cho- It wasn't God calling Nipsey on. It was this guy that submitted himself to... That's what makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, you see what... That's why I said that's what makes sense to me more than anything. But you, but, but you, but you also got to look at it this way, too. You can't just say that God didn't call home because a lot of people get shot at that and live. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. There have been people... Look at the guy who's paralyzed about to go back to jail. He had just came out on a 20-year sentence. Yeah. Mm. See... That's wild. There, so there, there have been stories. People have been shot in the head. Yeah. People have been shot multiple times. Nipsey got shot six times. Fifty got shot 50 nine. Fifty got shot and nine still times, here. and he's still out here being petty as fuck. He, he, he <laughs> I mean, petty, but he's on his earth for a reason. Yeah, to be petty. So it, you know, shut up. Saying, well, I'm just saying, but no Duvals, not the petty Godfather. Fifty <laughs> cities. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying, but. Um, with that being said, you sit there and look at it, you're like, God, he could have made him live for those gunshots. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a fact. It's, but we don't know the choice. It could have, it really could have been that choice like this. Look, this right here is going to spark. You know, people are still upset. I'm so upset that 17 year old Trayvon Martin got killed. Right? Mm-hmm. That thing yeah. started a movement. Yeah. It triggered something in people. It started a movement on the good and the bad side, though. Like, it started a a domino effect. It did. But, however, either that good or that bad side, because no matter what movement gets started, you're always going to have a good and bad side. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about when I say a domino effect, the the good side is it started people trying to really be like, bro, we can't let this keep happening. But it also started an effect where people were out here... uh, Just killing. Killing. Yeah, it would be civilians and police exactly. out here doing it because they know they're not going to have to face any consequences. Exactly. So, well, at least not legal. So mm. it, it, it's it, it's a, it, it's a domino effect, but there are things that just I have to go. I believe that they happen for a reason. And you know, I am raised in the faith that God does not make mistakes. It's hard, trust me. As hard as it is to say that. Here's the thing. I get what you're saying. I get it. Mm. I'm not. I was not implying that God makes mistakes. I was simply stating I don't know if God had anything to do with this. That was my whole point of this. But I'm not saying that God didn't. I'm just saying that it's hard to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guess I'm saying I get what you're saying. But the thing but what is, what you're saying just reiterates his point that it rattles your faith. It, it rattles the faith because if you're saying God, if you're saying I don't think I got, got nothing to do with this, then He's not the all powerful. If he had nothing to do, he, according to what we believe, or according to what what things that, that we're trying to learn, is that he controls all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. The devil does not have as much power as he does. Okay, right. The devil's power is only through manipulation. That's the only way he gets his power. So no matter what happens, good or evil, what you're saying is, it's got to be God, part of God's plan because he has the final say. He has well, the final yeah. say. It. It's, okay, a, it's I get what you're free, saying. But so, yeah, but you have free will. You have free will, but he has want. the final say. So okay, if, I get what you're if the devil manipulated this guy's mind and said, you know what? I got something for you, guy, right here. I'm going to take one of your angels from you. Yeah. And he'd be like, you can't take it from me because it's going to build new ones. He, that's probably how we got to think about it. Okay, I understand. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's not like, you know, God has back turns like, oh shit, Nipsey died. What can I do about it? Then he don't have all control. Okay, I understand. All right, all right. You know all right, what I'm saying? Makes sense. So, you know, that, that's how, 
you know, I got. I'm not gonna say you you have to look at it that way. I'm just saying, but that's the way. That's the way to keep your faith, though. Yeah, that's, that's what, one it, of the ways to keep, keep, faith, keep the faith. If God is the you know the Alpha, the Omega, the I Am, the whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. He is the one. No matter what religion it is, it's only but one, and He is in control. Mm-hmm. All and that's what you the time, and that's what I'm saying. So when things like this happen, the evil comes. The evil comes, and it's going to do things. To because it it's trying to break us down. That's what the that's what the evil is here for. Yeah. But all oh, it's, it's it's powerful and it, it's you know it's supposed to be like uplifting. That on the, on the other side, you know, it's like I said, it's kind of especially when you get to it's kind of really hard to say. I ain't gonna go to dwell on too much. No, I get but, it. But I get exactly what you're saying. You know, but, I just want this to be. I think I think we all get uncomfortable <coughs> with things we don't understand. I think you said that. Yeah. People don't like change. Understand. People don't like things they can't explain. And, and people want that proof. They don't like nothing they can't control neither. Yeah, exactly. They want yeah. answers. So, Everybody see, wants definitive answers. That's me. what it is for me. I think I don't even think it's so much for things that I can't control. I just think if I had answers, I'm fine. And I have to learn that I don't have to have. But all that's the something answers. you don't, you can't control if you right. can't find the answer to it. Right. And. I just think, you know what, I would, feel, I would feel better if even this movement lasted a little while longer. But the fact that I know, not that I said, I can't say that I know this, but the fact that it feels like everything is so disposable, like mm-hmm. it's going to go on for maybe another month and we'll yeah. be on to the next thing, yeah. it's um, more troubling. But that's the thing. Now you have to, the thing is you have to, if unless you have an in in the actual place where it happened, we don't know. Well, that's true. Because it could still be like people could still be continuing to work, hmm. because he owned those buildings. Right. It's not like they're gonna just put them up for sale now. He has family that could maintain those things. His brother was his business one of his business partners. Right. Absolutely. So they're going to keep. It's going to stay. Yeah. Where it is. Mm-hmm. So the legacy can continue. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, you just. The bottom line is to get back to our original question here so really forgot what it was no, no, no. <laughs> I hope our listeners have not mm-hmm. do you have to stay is it dangerous or detrimental to you to stay in the hood after you've made it is if that was if it was completely that cut and dry then we would we couldn't be out here promoting black owned businesses right absolutely. we couldn't be out here saying you know y'all gotta go it's a new X, Y, and Z. Make sure you go visit it and, and rotate the black dollars in the black community. Mm-hmm. Because the, it's like it's way more likely that it'll leave the community than no. it will stay. <coughs> as opposed to going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We have the largest spending power in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite a lot of times not having the most resources, we'll still spend the most money. But we don't spend it and keep it in the community because and sometimes it's not just money you can your time is just as valuable if you need to if if you can volunteer if you can mentor a child in your neighborhood if you can decide to clean up your neighborhood because sometimes that's all you need it's nice to go outside and be like it's not trash blowing down my block and it's not uh needles and bags and shit all over the place sometimes that is that helps too so, I just, I want people to, to think about that part of it. Because it's just like, it's not just a rapper that died. Nobody is just whoever that just died. Yeah. I, just, I don't want people to think that. It doesn't matter how bad off they were or how much you did or did not like them. This person's life is still going. But it wasn't just 
a rapper who died. It's the legacy he left behind that now is has been was cut short or could have been unfinished. Right. So I just I just want people to stop and think about that. Like we could all do better as a whole if we just stopped and thought about everybody as a whole. I know it's been a very long time where everybody just been you out for self and you gotta make sure I gotta make sure I eat and but I can't worry about this person and that person. It works a lot better when there is an actual community. I'm not saying you gotta worry I'm in Philly you, you know and I gotta be out here making sure everybody over in Cali eats. I'm saying if it's just your neighborhood mm-hmm. if you know it's somebody who don't got food Help them out if you can, mm-hmm. because then maybe that's one less person that's going to be out here trying to rob somebody or out here trying to take food out of somebody else's mouth. And the South man is just the right thing to, to do. do. Like, I, I'm, then, just, like look, I'm just being <coughs> realistic because just telling people it's the right thing to do is not necessarily a motivator. And that's the worst part about this. I, I agree with you, right. but I'm being realistic here. I get you. I'm with you. I'm just pointing it out. So like, it's God, just like, damn. you know, just the little, the smallest thing you think may not help. Because you stop and you think like, random story, where Jay-Z was like, the reason he he likes rhyming and all that so much and was became he thinks he became so good is he had one English teacher who pushed him, who was like, we finna read the dictionary. And you finna expand your vocabulary. And, you know, you can be something. And they went back to her and she was like, I would have never thought. I remember him Mm -hmm. from my class. I would have never thought that 20, 30 years down the line that he was just like, you know, Miss So-and-so had a real big impact on my life. You don't know what impact you could be having on somebody's life. By doing something very small. By doing something very small. It could be to you minuscule, and mm-hmm. you just walk away like everything's everything, and it's just another day. But to that person, that might have been what they needed at that moment to not do something wild. Yeah, that's what I love about energy. Like I feel like energy can change the course of anybody's life. That's the fucking like energy is like crazy to me. Like you got me through my ex. Yeah. Oh shit! Wait, what? Yeah. God damn. Little things like little There's, things that you don't realize that later people come back to you and be like, you know, you remember that time when I had a crazy ass ex and I was really about ready to just jump off the top of the dorm. You, you stopped me from doing that. You like I didn't do I anything. Thought it was hurt his nuts, but anyway. So <laughs> you and you, but you're sitting here like I, I didn't you. do nothing. I, I was just being, I was yeah, just I was chilling. Good, like, but whatever it was you did or said. Stop him from doing something rash. You know what it was? I felt like I would do, like, for you. Like, when I talk about you and Rob, yeah. I would try to do for y'all what I felt like I couldn't get. Because I know when I know when things happen with me, with my ex, it was like, like I said, that going back and talking to people, that yeah. wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. You can't do that. So I just said, you know what, man? Like, in my small little circle, I'm going to make it where we can. Yeah. It wasn't a mental health thing. I wasn't on that yeah, level yet. No, no, no. But in my mind, it was just there. like, I know I needed that. So let me just, if they, you know what I mean? If yeah. they do it, let me be, because I, I don't have, I can't go back to do that, so let me make it where they can. Yeah. And it makes it easier that way. Well, I will say this. As far as the mental health aspect that we talked about, if you feel like you need somebody to talk to, you can go 
check out services like Talkspace because there is more than one now where you don't have to go to a therapist's office. You can hook up with a therapist on your phone, laptop, tablet, whatever, and just talk to them. Yeah, I seen it. They, 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 they talk about that on oh, was new rock stars I was watching. I was like, that's a thing. Yes, so you yeah. can. Yeah. Usually, it progresses further into becoming more comfortable with the thought of therapy, and then you can go to an actual office. But if you're just trying to take baby steps out and uh, and just to open up to the thought of it, try something like that because it could be it could be difficult trying to jump in because one you may not find the person who is meant to be your therapist Ooh, on the first shut try you off. exactly yeah, that'll shut you off yeah. so you know it it takes work anything. In this in life that's work. worth it takes work. Right. So if you feel like you're worth it, even if you at the point in your life where you feel like you're not worth it, you are. Mm-hmm. So you should do something to put the work in. And I feel like that will start to help alleviate a lot of the problems we have here. Whether it be it don't matter if it's in the hood, in a middle class neighborhood, upper class it doesn't matter. there's problems literally everywhere because no. I don't want people to think because just like I was telling him earlier I was like this is not the first time jealousy would have reared its ugly head over something dumb or over some money or something super emotional and it's not has nothing to do with the hood there's exact some shit that, that go out and have people kill or kill somebody themselves mm. there's people who are well off who get greedy and kill people because they're like I could have all this to myself if I could just get this other person out the way so it's like it doesn't have to just be the hood. People, jealousy will wear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Pride will come out and manifest itself in the worst ways. It don't matter how much money you got. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you gotta. We really gotta stop and think <coughs> like it's not worth anybody's life because you have too much pride. And that even that means even your own. That is not worth it because now you've given up your life. You're going to be in jail and they're going to fuck you up. Let's That's be real. Right. But on another note, I'm going to suggest talk space to the strippers next time I go to strip club. I am over. Oh my God. You see what I'm talking about? What? Everything's a fucking joke with him. I can't do. No, I, yo, on, on God, that was really not a joke because I honestly thought about going to the strip club for about an hour after we done it. How you know that they're not though? I'm just so suggested. I'm not saying they're not seeing a the therapist, but I was going to suggest it. It's oh a lot God. going Think about you got to go on a pole half naked or mostly naked and dance for a bunch of niggas that's disrespectful. That got to be a lot on the mind. Well, they go see them in, doing their day job. I'm just going to suggest it. <laughs> I don't care if find them. No, other, they got day jobs? <laughs> a two-hour bar. Okay. Yo, remember that well, that told me she worked at a bank? But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, we're going to start the wrap here. Um, since we had a bunch of crazy stories wrapped up all into this subject, there will be no B-side today. Next mm-hmm. week, hopefully, we'll be back, or next episode, rather. We'll be back mm-hmm. on our regular format. About an hour and a half. Um, so, I just, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my panel here hey. for uh, assisting me today because I thought this it was very important to me to have black men here to have this discussion because even though I can express my thoughts and feelings I know I don't have the same the same thoughts and feelings when I walk out the door every day that y'all do so I just I wanted to get <coughs> y'all opinion in a world that seems like the 
cards are stacked against you. I I was I, I want to do that. I I think it's important when you have any kind of platform to properly use it. So no uh, I just want to. Uh, I'm sorry. What happened? Oh no, I was I was just saying no doubt. Like, oh, I agree no. with you. But um, I just want to say thanks to you guys, my co-hosts over here, uh, Left Brain, a.k.a. Joe Franklin. Hey, peace, love, and <laughs> dignity. Okay, let them know where to find you. <laughs> I'm just saying, peace, love, and dignity. That's how I was going to end it. But uh, you can find me on, on Instagram at left underscore brain 88. You can also find me at, on Anchor Podcast, Junk Thought, Sober Tongue. That is a dope podcast, if I must say so myself. <laughs> not, you know, not bragging. Shameless plug. Yeah, 100%. Also, Mayor Franklin on Facebook. Um, other than that, you can find me on this podcast. Cool. My lovely husband, Mr. Any of the Nerd Coalition. You can listen to me and Q-Flow on the No Gimmick City Wrestling Podcast as we're moving on to after episode 100. Then, of course, you listen to me and Swag on Zero on the Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast as well. And also, just in case, I know people don't like crying a lot of times, but do yourself a favor. Check out the Nipsey Memorial Service. It was really good. Okay. It, it really was good. It was really well done. Even Farrakhan didn't get on my nerves. He let me. No, 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 no. He just called him Nipsey. Ru- we Ru- not. We not. All right. We all right. Not okay, that's fine. That's we, fine. I guess. Yeah. No, we not doing okay. this. We okay. not doing this. Q Flow, Flow the Rookie. <laughs> uh, it was dope being here. Um, You can find me on Instagram at QDavis215. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at QFlow underscore music 215. And then, uh, like, like most people know me, I rap. So you can find you can find uh, most of my my recent music on SoundCloud.com slash Q underscore Flow F L O fifty eight. Um, that's 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 about it for now until uh till we get this album out. Yeah, so. stay tuned for the album, y'all. So y'all actually go check him out. I mean, he out here rapping for the Lord. He not just a SoundCloud rapper who mumbles and shit. I just want y'all to. Yeah. And you can also find me on the Nerdgasm. I mean, uh, the No Gimmicks Needed. Mm. And then so, we talk about wrestling. Uh, Raw and SmackDown after Mania was ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to uh, thank y'all for listening again. And uh, it's been another episode of Turntables. Turntables 2 is out. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go.